This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Hey friends, welcome to the Grace Enough podcast. I am your host, Amber Cullum. Each episode, I sit down with a guest to discuss their life journey and how the grace of God has impacted them along the way. After listening to today's episode, I hope you are encouraged that God can use you right now in the midst of your day-to-day life. Yes, it requires daily surrender and trust, but we must remember His grace is enough. Welcome to episode 21. A few weeks ago, a friend at church said, the only bad thing is I can't write things down while listening to the podcast, so I forget the names of things you mentioned during the episode. I proceeded to pull out my phone and navigated to the show notes. Did you know I post show notes with each episode that includes links, books, and other resources we talk about along with guest quotes and timestamps to help you go back and easily listen to portions of each episode that may have interest you. All you have to do is go to graceenoughpodcast.com, click show notes at the top, and search for your favorite episode. Today's guest is Jason Hauser. Jason is the founder and singer behind Seeds Family Worship. My family has been listening to Seeds word-for-word scripture songs for almost nine years. I reached out to Jason for an interview because I wanted to know the backstory behind this family ministry that has impacted my own family. We chat about Jason's time in Nashville, his marriage crisis, and his full surrender to God, which eventually led to Seeds Family Worship. We go into resources Seeds provide, the joy of serving alongside his family, and their upcoming tour. Listen to what Jason says about giving it all to God. That's a cool story because after I kind of had the crash of my life and then just surrendered everything to the Lord and then said, God, I don't care if I do music anymore. And and the Lord just really showed me, it's like, quit chasing after things and just seek me first. And like the Matthew 6, 31 and 33, that seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. But if you go back to earlier in that verse, it says, do not worry saying, what should we eat? What should we drink? What should we wear for the pagans run after all these things? Or like, and your heavenly father knows that you need them. And the Lord showed me like, that's you. You're chasing after all these things. Seek me first. I'm going to bring everything you need to you. We had a blast recording this episode. Lots of laughter, encouragement, and resources for families. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Jason, welcome to the Grace Enough podcast. Thank you so much for being here this evening. You bet, Amber. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to get to share with you. Yeah, I'm grateful to hear from you. I mean, Seeds has been a part of our life for what feels like a long time now, even though I've only been a parent officially for nine years, but you know what that means in parent years. So (laughs) yes, I do. (laughs) If you'll take a few moments and introduce our listeners to you, your family, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, I'm a part of a ministry called Seeds Family Worship, and we write word-for-word scripture songs. We've been a ministry for—it's hard to believe when I say this—for 15 years. Wow. So I start to meet people that knew Seeds when they were a kid, and then they're introducing me to their kids. And so we've gone through a generation, so that's exciting. And now some of our kids, me and my my brother and his wife who run the ministry together, our kids are serving in the Seeds ministry as well. So, so awesome. it's exciting. So we're a music-based ministry, but we also have resources because our heart is we want to get God's word to as many hearts and homes as possible. That's yeah. our mission. And so we want to help families just disciple their kids. Yeah. And like you and I were talking a little bit before, you know, we came on air here. It's like, 
the most important thing for us as parents is to help our kids have a relationship with Jesus, yes. you know, and, and in our busy world, it's just so easy to get distracted with a million other things. And so seeds, you know, through music, I mean, music is a great connecting point. So mm-hmm. families can come and sing God's word together and enjoy it. It's fun music. It's music that speaks to your heart, but it's it's God's word. And so it's living and active and it speaks. And so like for you, Amber, you know, like with your young kids, you can yeah. see it's just they're sponges and they're taking, yeah. in songs. they can take in all kinds of music, but like the music that we make, what we're passionate about is when they're singing along with seeds, when they're learning seeds, when they're watching our videos that they're, they're taking in God's word. Yes. And it is word for word, which I love. Yeah. And so, so we love that. And then um, we do ministry as a family. So I've been married coming up on 24 years to That's awesome. And we, we go way back to high school. So we have one of the, we have a crazy story, but God, we ended up together and I, I tell our kids, Hey, you're lucky you made it into the world. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we got to keep them grounded somehow, that's right? right? That's right. And so, and then we have three kids, two boys and a girl, girl, our oldest is 20. His name's Ben. Then our middleman is 17. And then we have our daughter is 14, about to be 15. And we call our family, me and then, like I said, my brother and his family who serve in the ministry, we call our family Hauser Mania because our last name is Hauser. And so until so you come hang out with us for a little while and you understand, like in our, you know, in our house, there's a sign that says, you know, we say sorry. Um, we, you know, we say prayers and it says we do loud really well. I need that sign in my house. I think that my family would fit in perfect with the house of family. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing about that sign is someone gave it to us. So you know you're really loud I, if someone be like gives that to you as a gift. You know, so maybe I need to get one for you, Amber. Listen, my three year old, the other this was like two weeks ago. I was telling a girlfriend of mine, I'm like, I'm not kidding. I walked down on the back porch and he was about fourteen feet up in the tree. My three year old. And they're like, How did he get up in the tree? And I'm like, well, it has low branches. And his brother, the nine-year-old, is up in the top of the tree going, come on, Levi, you can do it. Just climb the tree. And I'm like, I don't know whether to panic right now or just walk back inside and act like this is not actually (laughs) happening. (laughs) I walked back inside and acted like it was not happening. And he's okay. All's well that ends well. That's right. That's right. So we'll take us back before we start talking about Seeds Family Worship. Take us back. Tell me a little bit about your faith journey and how that faith journey, how you came to know Jesus really intersects with the career that you have now. Because I know it's a pretty magnificent story of the grace of God. Well, it definitely is. And I mean, you know, trying to say this in a I'll give you just kind of like the quick version, you know, but I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home and I was invited to a church camp when I was a teenager. I just came and, and God revealed himself to me in the mountains of Idaho through his creation. I remember, I remember the day and I still go hike in this place all the time where I just saw the mountains and the beauty and the power and this majestic Rocky Mountain scene. And, and I was like, this was created by God. Mm-hmm. And I was there learning, actually, I was learning scripture at this camp in a competition and I, and I had a great camp counselor and shared with them, you know, raised my hand one night. And so that's when I, I really met the Lord and really followed the Lord throughout high school. But then when I went to college, and like so many people do, it's like getting these things on your own. I was, I, the Bible talks about selfish ambition being an idol in your life. And so that was me. I wanted to accomplish things and living in Nashville, Tennessee, where I went to college, I would say, we're going to make this happen. And I was just always, you know, full of ambition, but which is ambition in it, in and of itself is not a bad thing, but when it's right. based on you. And music is an amazing thing, and it's such a gift in my life. But in that season, music was an idol, and yeah. it, it was it came before the Lord. And so that's when my life took a wrong turn, and I wandered away from the Lord. But God pursued me, 
you know, and one of my, my life verses says, uh, Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, set my feet on a rock, gave me a new place to stand. And it said, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to my God that many may see and fear the Lord. And that's what God did in my life is, is once I got to the end of myself and really came to a difficult season in marriage and just conflict. And we had our had, didn't have our daughter yet, but we had our two boys. And, and I just said, you know, I can't keep doing life like this. And we can't. My wife, when things really came to a head and, and I was driving, I remember I just drove away from our house and I was just crying in my pickup truck in Nashville, Tennessee. And that's kind of what you do. I was, I became a country song. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh gosh, that's perfect. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I pulled over to the side of the road because I'm crying in, but I cried out to God and I said, God, my great plan didn't work. God, can you save my marriage? Can you save my family? I came from a divorced home and I, I wanted so much to have the right kind of marriage and the right kind of family, but I, I'd let other things come before the Lord. And so God, you know, he heard my cry and he lifted me out of the slimy pit. He, he heard my prayer and I went back home and I just told my wife, I mean, and, and of course there was a journey coming out of that, but I said, God's with us and I want to do this and I'm sorry and I want to change and and I want God to become the center of our home. And God started, he heard that prayer and started working. And so at that time I had been in the music industry for a lot of years in the country music industry and I had friends in the Christian music industry and I started doing that. God had been doing this work in me, but I started working with this kid named Matthew West. Yeah. We started writing music and then the whole seeds ministry came out of my church and I wrote some songs for a vacation Bible school, like what I was writing with Matthew West. And of course, God was telling this bigger story. And it's amazing when like to see God's grace, mm-hmm. I'll give you two just amazing pictures of, of God's grace. And one was, you know, once music wasn't an idol anymore, when I said, God, you can have this. And I said, I don't care if I do music anymore. Then he gifted me with these songs and actually writing number one songs and actually doing these things and bringing this ministry to life with his word. The greatest picture of God's grace to me is our daughter, Abby, you know, when, when we're struggling and she came from a bigger family and wanted to have more kids. And I said, we can't, this is all we can handle, you know, with what we have going. <laughs> you and me, we're on the same page. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. And so, but then once God really healed our marriage, yeah. then I said, I'm ready to have another child. I told her one night and she said, well, I'm so glad you're telling me that because I need to tell you I'm pregnant. Oh yeah. That's the way it always <laughs> that works. That's so for real. That is so for real how it happened. And I was like, I'm glad I didn't say anything else. You really are a country song, man. You really are a country song. song. That's the whole thing, you know. But, but what's amazing, so then we, after having two boys, which we love and are so amazing and wild like your boys, oh, um, yeah. is having this little girl and she's just a picture of, like, I don't deserve her. Yeah. I don't deserve the decisions that I made and where I was headed away from the Lord. And then when God saved mm-hmm. me, he's like, no, I, look, I have something so beautiful for you. And so she, she's just a picture of, of God's grace in my life. And wow. I am so thankful for her and for our family and for what God's done. And so I definitely, um, it's the unmerited favor Yeah, God gives us. We don't deserve, I don't deserve to get to be Abby's dad, but because God is so good and because he is so forgiving that I get to enjoy her and, and it's a gift. Well, you kind of told us a little bit already, but tell me like precedes family worship. How did that actually like you said, it started through VBS. Uh-huh. But when did God really start putting that in your heart? And how did that come to fruition? So what was that season like? And what were you doing as far as in? Did they ask you to sit down and write some songs for VBS? Or how did it really come into being what it is today? 
that that's a cool story because after I kind of had the crash of my life and then just surrendered everything to the Lord and then said, God, I don't care if I do music anymore. And and the Lord just really showed me it's like quit chasing after things and just seek me first. And like the Matthew six thirty one, you know, and thirty three that seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. But if you go back to earlier in that verse, it says, "Do not worry, saying, What should we eat? What should we drink? What should we wear? For the yeah. pagans run after all these things." We're like. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. And the Lord mm, showed wow. me like, that's you. You're chasing after all these things. Seek me first. And I'm going to bring everything you need to you. So that's wow. what the Lord impressed on my heart. So I'm just serving at my church and my, the children's ministry director knew I was writing songs and she knew I was a songwriter. And that was the time I was working with Matthew West album or writing, and producing with him. So she said, Hey, and I've, I'd always served in children's ministry. God always gave me a heart for kids. And that's just always where I just, and I still do. I love serving in children. So she said, Hey, would you, I know you're a songwriter. Would you write these five scriptures? She gave me the first five with the first five seed songs. And she said, would you just write these songs for our vacation Bible school? So I said, sure. So I just wrote the songs, kind of like what I've been writing with Matthew. But we did the songs that week. And at the end of the week, I could see every child, every teacher knew every song word for word. And But because where God had my heart, I saw something happening because of how I'm wired. I'm like, we could go for this and chase after this. But I felt like, no, if this is the Lord, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. So I kind of felt that thing where I just kind of charge because yeah. how, how God made me. But I was like, Lord, if you want this. And so God brought people into my life, literally brought someone in, asked me if I, out of the blue, do you have an idea for a project for families? And, wow. and I said, this thing happened at my church. And they're like, well, could you record a song for us? So I sent them a song. And they said, yes, we want to do that. We want to fund you doing not one, but two records to kick this thing off. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's okay. God's just provided. So I'm yeah. like, okay, this is something that you have for us. And it was born out of our church, born out of ministry. And so that's really cool. In, in for me being surrendered to God. And again, that's God's grace and faithfulness yes. to go. Well, I just have had these plans for you. And now that you've surrendered to me, you know, he released those things. And so, so it was cool how that came to being and just seeing God's faithfulness in that. Absolutely. Well, how have you seen seeds impact you personally, your family, um, maybe a few stories of, I mean, we'll get into some of the things that seeds offers besides just songs. I mean, you travel around, you tour, but how are some ways that you've seen this word by word song impact your family personally and um, just the people around you? Well, I mean, for us, it's neat. Like when our daughter, Abby, you know, as she started to grow up, I mean, some of her first words then when seeds was just happening and seeds right. were just born and she was learning how to talk. Some of her first words were just singing these songs. So um, and so it's just been a part of our, of our lives with even now, like seeds, when we talk as a family and, and again, my brother's family, we all say, Hey, we do this, you know, and God showed me like, this is a ministry, family ministry, any kind of ministry you, you can end up doing it on, on your own, got to get pulled away. And I was traveling at one point, I was away from my family too much mm-hmm. to a family ministry. And God, again, graciously just showed us, no, this is for us to do together and find out what you can do as a family. And then that's how much we can do, you know, so but awesome. seeing our kids grow up, it's just been a part of our lives. So it's definitely impacted them and they're, they definitely feel an ownership in it. And so right. that's special, you know, I, I mean, there's so many stories I could tell, but some of the stories that have just recently been impacting us is just people writing in and how seeds has really helped them, their family through difficult seasons, how God's word in uh, a woman that was going through a divorce and just clinging to God and how she listened to scripture and how 
God was faithful and actually renewed their marriage and renewed their family. But she said she walked through this dark valley, but because this music was part of her life with her kids, that Mm -hmm. she was able to cling to God's word and get through that piece and and saw God actually redeem their marriage and then grow their family. Yeah. Those kind of testimonies mean so much. And then different missionaries that we hear from, whether it's through email or like videos, we received a video recently of a ministry team that went to Africa and they're in a school and they start playing the seed song more than conquerors on these loudspeakers and nobody's out in this big courtyard, but they start blasting the song. And then all of these children, all these African children run out and they're so excited, joyful. And then what appears to me to be a hundred children in the middle of this courtyard that are all in their school uniforms and they're doing the hand motions in the middle of Africa to more than conquerors. And and you're sitting going, man, we have no idea how music reaches, yeah. crosses cultural lines, brings down walls. And then again, the kids are joyfully singing God's word. They're at their school. And, so amazing. Yeah. And that we get to be just a small part of that and how God uses music and how we're wired for that. So those things definitely keep our whole team. We see those things and they keep that fire in us because obviously ministry is challenging and, and we face the whole music and media world has changed so much over the past few years. We reinvent ourselves, but God is faithful. You know, he we is the, so faithful. This is really, this matters in people's lives. You know, there is the purpose that we're coming alongside people in their faith. We're helping people encounter Jesus through music and through God's word. And so that's what keeps us going. Well, and before I move on, so how did your brother become, because he's in Idaho with you, I'm assuming. Well, he's actually here right now when you were in a meeting with him, but he, he and his family actually recently moved up to Whitefish, Montana. Okay. He, they used to be in Park City, Utah. So we've always, we work together, but we're like you and I are doing over Skype, over yeah. internet. You know, we work together that way. Like every day, we're just on the internet together working, you know, from, from different cities. And so, so cool. he's been a part of the ministry for five years. And okay. he was a youth with a mission, missionary when he was younger, uh, a YWAMer. Those of you that yeah, know. Yeah, YWAMer. That's right. And, but then God called into the world and he was very successful building up a company and incredible at marketing and just really in you know secular business, but always a light. I mean, he's always been a missionary. But after that season of his life ended and God called him into seeds and we needed help at that time. And so he was able to come and bring his mad skills into so helping awesome. us kind of reshape and revision seeds, you know, five years ago and create a whole new line of videos and memory cards and family worship guides. So he really took things that I had in my heart or at least partial vision for, and then he can just execute. He shares the vision. He has marketing skills, but he shares it because he's a missionary, you know, so, so, he, awesome. so it's really he and his wife does all of our distributions. They ship everything all over the world from Whitefish, Montana, and then their three children in different ways. Like his daughter is worship girl. If you've yeah, seen, yeah. oh, I know worship girl. Listen, yeah. I could pick her out of a lineup of like 200 people because we dance to her all the time. Oh yeah. I we know. Do. I, well, we're going on a, a seeds tour this summer and she's coming on the tour, but people are asking like, is worship girl, they're very concerned. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's like, is worship girl, we're like, they're glad I'm coming, but they really want worship girl to come. And, and I'm like, yes, worship girl is coming. She will be on the tour with us, which is amazing that how she's become a face I've yeah. seen these young people and it's the next generation that God's raising up. She's a huge part of Seeds. And then then both of my nephews are, are also going to be out on the tour with us as musicians. So so we'll be a, a family band, my sons and then nephews and niece. Like we're going out and doing what will be a 15 to 20 city tour this summer. So anybody listening, we're not going to yes. go for Carolina, but we will be in Utah. We'll be in Texas, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Mississippi, 
up in South Dakota and then Montana. And um, so we'll, I'll, we're going to make, make sure that I share that all of the listings, you know, and all of the dates, if you have that available. Something that I remember, well, several things I remember about my kids. My kids have listened to Seeds since my nine-year-old was a baby. And I can remember I used to do, you know, like alphabet days with him. Oh my goodness. The things you used to do with your firstborn that you didn't do with the rest of your kids, because it's just crazy. But anyways, I remember like playing some of the videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's probably you guys were only about five years old at that point, maybe six years old, because that's been about nine years now. Right. Right. I mean, you know, he can still sing Cast Your Cares on the Lord. Like, I could go into song, but see, I can't sing like you, so I won't. (laughs) But I also remember in Awana one night, you know, one of the leaders said, does anybody know Philippians 4, 6? You know, my son stands up and he sings, do not be anxious about anything in perfect seeds, family worship style, except for that we're totally, like, we are not singers. The Cullums (laughs) are not singers. Like, we were not gifted in that way. But he did it. And I remember... I remember thinking like, this is so powerful because we know from childhood ourselves, you know, I mean, yeah. we remember the ABCs with a song. We remember the States with a song. We remember all kinds of math facts. So many things with the song. Yeah. And how God wired us. And you even look back in Bible history and, you know, Moses wrote songs or teaching and obviously David and the Psalms. And I always tell kids, you know, God cares about music because the middle of the Bible is like one giant song. It's 150 songs put together. And so, yeah, God wired us for both music and to worship. Whether people are singing to God or not, there's millions of people every day on earth singing at concerts and it's a form of worship. Yeah, You know what I mean? So that's no question that we're wired for that. And so when we capture it and get to use it for ministry and God's word, that it's, it's really powerful. It's definitely a gift. And I mean, I have gifted Seeds Family Worship many times. And I've told people, you know, if you buy one CD, you get two CDs. And now, I mean, you know, like you said, you've had to kind of reinvent yourself a little bit because, I mean, what's a CD? I know what a CD is. Yeah, it's download cards and we're doing, yeah. it's, it's it's been interesting in the transition because people still use CDs in their cars a lot. And so yeah, we I still do. sell a lot of CDs. So now all of our new CDs, we have CDs and download cards together. And then you can give the download card away. Like what you've done is to share. We do want to get God's word. And so we, we want to empower people to give God's word. But now we've kind of gone from physical to digital, like, Hey, give your friend this card. It's like an Apple iTunes card, and then they can download it onto their devices. And so it's still the same missional heart. You know, we've just kind of happened to evolve with technology. Absolutely. Well, and tell our listeners, what else is available besides, you know, like you said, the downloadable cards and the CDs, because there are so many more resources, a few that I've just come to learn about. So share some of those, what things we can find on your website, what's available. Yeah, it's interesting for families um, because there used to be so many Christian bookstores or places you can find, but it's harder to find. I know, and Lifeway's closing. I know, yeah. And so it's like, well, if there's no Lifeway or different where people have gotten resources. And so, you know, we've really tried to just bring together stuff that either we've used or have great references, great resources for families. And so we have several ministries that we've partnered with. With all the Seeds um, songs, we also have videos of our own. So so families can engage with the DVDs or the videos and they have the hand motions with Worship Girl, like we just talked about. So we've got that. And then we have what we call family worship guides that go with our CDs and DVDs where you could actually do some family devotions together. And then we have cards, too, where you could display the verses around your home. 
And then the other ministries that we work with, Answers in Genesis is one that we do a lot. We have a lot of their books and resources, and they're an incredible ministry. And then uh, other ministries like Allegories is great for young kids. And oh, we still- love Allegories. Yeah, and so so they're a great ministry. We love to share about their ministry. And then the Wild Brothers, they're part of Answers in Genesis, but they're missionary kids. And okay. Mission- and they go on these adventures. So it's a little bit like a, almost like a Bear grills or some kind of adventure. But then they have these great stories and biblical truths within these videos. They're super fun to watch. Oh, we're going to have to check those out because I haven't heard of them before. Yeah, so definitely. And that's what we encourage people to do is go on our website to where people can come and just make it fun to discover. Whatever, every family is different. So some families are going to come more with music, some more with videos, some... We actually have some Christian games on there that you, if you want to sit down and play, you know, a Christian version of Apples to Apples or some different things. But um, there will be something there for your family to, to sit down together and focus on Jesus, you know, yeah. and get in his word, have fun together, build your relationship. And so we've really pulled together a lot of different resources. And so just go and explore and find out what's at seedsfamilyworship.com. Yeah, well, and one of the new things you guys offer is the Seeds Family Box. Is that what it's called? Like a monthly box? Yes. Okay, I need to know about that. Not just the listeners. People love to receive those boxes. So what could a listener expect if they were to subscribe to the box? Like I was saying, it's hard to find things. And so, again, we try to make it easy for families. Like, well, what should I do with my kids? We've had this conversation over and over. And so each month we have a theme that we pull together resources. And, and sometimes those are like our, our newest seeds resource. Our new albums come to our box subscribers first and different things that we do. But then like for, for our next box, not giving anything away, but it'll be like for Mother's Day. So it's going to be around some things for moms, you know, and just encourage them on how we put together like a great opportunity to honor moms, a really specific thing, which I won't be able to get into, but it's a way to just express love to mom. And then a book for mom and a bookmark and then some things for the kids. There's a DVD and a book in there as well. So different seasons will kind of hit different things. And obviously like Christmas, Thanksgiving, typically it's resources, but there'll also be some activities that we'll do for family as well. But usually it's a resource, a book or a DVD. Like we've had allegories. We did an allegory box. I love it. We had one of their little stuffed animals in there and then we had DVDs and one of their books. And so it's ways for parents and kids to engage in relationship and, and in discipleship, but in a such a fun way. Yes. Well, I mean, and we know kids love, well, we all like to get something in the mail, but kids love that stuff. I mean, anytime something comes in the mail for my kids, they're like, what? It's for me. You know, what is this? And there is excitement, you know, for the kids. And one of the cool things is when you start, it's hard to get into a habit of doing some family mm-hmm. worship or family discipleship, family time. But once you get into a rhythm, like I encourage families, just set aside one night a week. That's all we do. People are like, well, you're in family ministry. It's like we do one night a week. And of course, there's always teachable moments. We're always ready, you know. For right, disciples. but a set aside time. But you set aside a time like this is our family night and the kids know, you know, that we're going to set aside this time. And then like with the Seeds Family Box, the kids are excited. They get these activities and then you can say, okay, you're going to have, you can have four times a month that we can just sit down and go through one of these books. You pick out the resource that's going to be best for your family and just share it together. Trying to simplify it because it's really, it's not about the resource or all these things. It's about being intentional. Absolutely. But if you start setting aside the time, your kids will actually help you because it's like, hey, are we doing family night tonight? They do. Or, or, Or aren't you... 
hey, we didn't pray before bed tonight, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage parents, you know, just try to set those little habits. If you just can set the habit, it will start shaping the culture of your home and it will make such a huge difference. And you don't even have to know what you're doing because we surely didn't. But we right. just knew what our desires were that like we just knew this was important. And so we did make a commitment. My challenge to every family listening is just, can you set aside one night a week to have some spiritual family time? And if your kid's like Amber, your kid's age, 15 minutes, yeah, you know, it's or 10 minutes. I mean, just, it doesn't have to be much, but it's being intentional to say, let's talk about Jesus. Let's, let's pray together. Let's just go through this simple, you know, maybe reading this book or a little like the Jesus storybook Bible we've had in our box before, just, to, you know, these resource and we're going to go through this over the next few months and it will make such an impact on our kids if we just set that time aside to do that for them. Well, and that's a way that I've used seeds is in the summer, you know, as a parent, those first few weeks are incredibly, (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it. (laughs) But they're so used to being in a routine. And then you come home and you don't have one. And while we do it all summer, a way that we start after breakfast is, well, let's turn on Right Now Media which has been a great resource for us because it has things like allegories and Seeds Family Worship videos and the list goes on and on. And we'll do a couple of those videos and it is something that becomes a habit for them. And honestly, it's good for me too because let's just be honest, it's not like I'm memorizing scripture easily. I need the music too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I can't just say it's for the kids. (laughs) Yeah, and we hear that from so many parents. Like they're just so thankful for like, I can't believe how much scripture I've memorized more than they've ever known. And so we love hearing that because that's the heart behind the ministry is for families. Right, for right. The music, you know, it's, we're geared toward kids, but it's really hopefully to connect with families. Well, and is your newest album, has it been released? See? Yes. Okay, and tell us the name of it and tell us kind of... I mean, because every one of your albums is, you know, you have Seeds of Purpose. And so just so our listeners know, maybe people who don't know is that most of the scriptures on there have to do with purpose. We have Seeds of Faith. Most of the scriptures on there have to do with faith. So tell us about the new one. Yeah. So the new one, after 15 years of ministry, it's Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes, it is time for us. So all the scriptures are about Jesus. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. So yeah, just some of the scriptures that point to who he is and his plan for us. And obviously to have conversations with your family about Jesus and about salvation. And I also just encourage families, you know, share your faith with your kids. And so you can listen to the Jesus CD and say, oh, this is how I encountered Jesus. And and there are some fun songs that we did a song, um, a new version of John 3.16. Then the bridge of the song, there's a part where you shout out, John 3.16, and when we do our events, we give out signs that say John 3.16, and it's like you're in the end zone. Because I had the yes. vision of the song about, you know, the guy that's when they're kicking the field goal, and there's a guy holding up the John 3.16 sign. Like, we get to be that guy just to testify the good news of Jesus and just hold up our signs and shout it out. That's you know? awesome. But there's some fun moments on it like that. And then, um, but just all songs that are just about worshiping Jesus and who he is and scriptures that point to him. Well, my expectation of you then on tour is that you're going to wear the under eye black <laughs> things of a football player that say John 316, because I feel like that's something. See, look, I just gave you I an like idea. That. You might see us doing that. I like that. Well, see, you know, we have our songs picked out for our tour, but we're just brainstorming our different, we're creating the videos and the different activities and some fun things we're going to do with families. But that's one of the songs we want to do some fun things with. So that, yes. that's a 
Yeah. Yep. Well, just say it came from me. That's all well, I'm it, asking. No, I'm creative. Yeah, we'll have a little commercial for the podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, as we come to the end of the show, I typically ask my guests a couple of different questions. Um, one being that we all have to cling to the grace of God on a daily basis, but there is no doubt that there are seasons in our life when we seriously cannot do anything except wake up and just beg God for his grace. Is there a season in your life that you can share with our listeners that that has been true for you? Well, I mean, yes, there have been. You know, what comes to mind is our with our oldest son, it's been amazing to see what God has done in his life. But being um, a part of family ministry and being a children and family pastor, and with our, our kids are just, you know, like everybody else's They're kids. They're humans. Yeah, and we're we're working through things. And with our oldest son, you know, we went through a difficult season in high school, and we knew he was deciding whether or not he wanted to follow Jesus. And yeah. he was starting to hang out with some of the wrong friends, and we knew the things were going on in his life. And we were we were just in that struggle with him, you know. And and being at that place it's like, okay, Lord, what do we do? You know, how do we do this? When you discover something's happening, how do you address it in the right way where you're not putting religion on your kids, but you really guiding them to relationship because yes. we all we want them to encounter grace not law you absolutely know? So, but they also we also have to be the parents we have to set boundaries we also want to protect them we also know the consequences of their decisions sometimes with the actual law i know <laughs> <laughs> you know yes. but to, you know to see god work through that and so we were at a point my wife and i you know we were just making the best decisions that we could when we encountered things we had to address and praying. And we've always prayed for our kids. Um, and so I just encourage families is we prayed for him. And what we tried to do was we were just leaning on God, like it got really difficult. And we said, you know, God, we trust him to you. We're going to keep praying for him. We did our best to put him in the best situations to put him around the right people. And we went out of our way to his cousins. We're walking with the Lord and had an influence on him. So we'd go spend time with him in, in Utah as often as we could. So we yeah. did what we could, but we just kept praying and trusting God. And eventually God did a work his senior year in his life. And he encountered Jesus for himself at a camp and, and had a real huge life change and, and really became a different person. God, he became a new creation. Like people notice his personality changed wow. from being just kind of more morose and just serious to this, this joyful, fun, full of life. Yeah. And, set free. Uh, yeah. set free. He was set free from all that. And so and he had his own encounter with the Lord. And then he's gone on to be a youth with a mission missionary and spent last year in Asia and a couple of different places. And, but during that difficult season, we were clinging to God and with our kids. And it's like, I know as parents, we can feel hopeless in those moments. I just encourage parents just to continue to pray, put them in front of the Lord. Only God can do the work, you know, yeah. but just make the best decision. A, a new book I'm reading called Do the Next Right Thing. Oh, you know? I'm listening to it. Oh, I am too. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Isn't that, I mean, Emily P. Freeman's got the most soothing voice on the planet. Oh, she does. And the funny thing is, because I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but I walk in in our town, we have this beautiful canyon and I walk on this canyon rim and run and I listen, but I did a a long walk and she's just, I feel like I'm just walking with her and she's just talking and telling these stories. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) Yes. It's like, if you need to be calm, listen to Emily P. Freeman, because she will just yes. bring you down. If you're making some big decisions, she's got some great counsel. Yeah, you know. so I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt but, you, no. but I'm listening as well. But with that, just doing the next right thing. With We did yeah. the best we could to see God. If it's another situation someone's in, God, help me to do the next right thing yeah. in this situation to make it through today. And God works. And, and you do look back and see God's telling a bigger story. Absolutely. You know, we have to keep our perspective like, okay, God, you're 
you're telling a bigger story, so I need to trust you as I walk through this valley, as hard as it is, and, and cling to you. But we've seen, we definitely, like within that, in many scenarios, but in that little photograph of our son Ben's life, we've seen God's faithfulness huge through some some pretty difficult times. Well, and I love that that's so often in God's Word. He tells us to remember. Yes. That has just changed my life in so many ways when I'm in that season of like, Lord, I can do nothing right now. I'm just clinging to you with all I've got and asking for your favor on our lives. And he'll just say, remember, I told, you know, people in my word to remember and I'm telling you the same thing. Remember what I've done for you in the past. Remember what I've done for my people. And it's true. You can't see it in the moment. But when you look back over the years, you're like, oh, my goodness. Yes. And remembering his faithfulness. Yes. the Israelites over and over again, remember what I did. And it, so we have our own journey. And yeah. so for us to back and go, okay, this situation is so hard and I'm, I'm stressed out and I'm just, you know, it's, it's intense, but to go, okay, God, you've been faithful. Look at what you've done. And this, mm-hmm. the seed story is an amazing story. Before we were giving this call, we were just sharing our story with somebody that we're meeting with and just several times in God's faithfulness that, you know, God's intervened and sustained us as a ministry. And we look back at our story, the same thing. And we, we believe that God cares about this ministry because he sustained it and he's intervened in some miraculous ways wow. to bring us to where we are today. And so amazing. Our story, when we kind of come into some new storms, we're like, okay, God's been faithful and God, this is ultimately yours. Just like, our kids are gods, ultimately. Yeah. Everything is the Lord's like, Lord, this is all yours. So we just need your help to walk through this and to steward it and to steward this season and trusting you're going to bring us because we're going to go th- over the hills and the valleys, oh. as Torrell says, you know, and that's true. That so. is true. Well, speaking of our kids, our last question is if you had the opportunity to sit down with your great grandkids and offer them some wisdom, what is something you'd like to share with them? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's so simple, you know, but for them, for our families, we want our kids to all be walking in a relationship with Jesus. I mean, there, there's nothing more important. Like, I would I would say this. It's like life is about relationships. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said the most important thing in all of life is that we love God, our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbors as ourselves. And of course, our closest neighbors are our spouse and our kids, and then it goes out from there. But just to to live that kind of life, like this is what matters in life for us just to love God first. And then through loving him, that we have the ability to love others. That's what matters most. I'd want them. That's what I, I'm hoping, you know, all of our kids, obviously the, the generations will know that our kids and their kids that will pass that down, that this is the most important thing. And God's yeah. got a great plan for your life. If you put those things, you get that part right, everything else, it's going to work. And ultimately we're on a journey home. Amen. Not about this life, but there's there's the bigger story of going, even in the struggles of this life, it's not about this life. It's about the ultimate that we're going somewhere. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for being here. And please, all of our listeners, if you don't know about Seeds Family Worship, I just want to highly recommend, encourage you to go check them out. And it's SeedsFamilyWorship.com. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Amber. And thank you for what you're doing and just sharing with people about grace and keep people focused on grace. I just love what you're about. And uh, just thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's been a, a lot of fun too. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for links and resources at graceenoughpodcast.com. Be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play and subscribe. Clicking that subscribe button helps to make sure you never miss a new episode of the Grace Enough podcast. If you share the show on social media, 
be sure to use the hashtag Grace Enough Podcast or tag me at Grace Enough Podcast underscore Amber on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening to the Grace Enough Podcast. Tune in next time. This episode was brought to you in part by the Lord of Spirits Podcast. Many Christians yearn to break free of the influence of secular materialism and to understand the union of the seen and unseen worlds as made by God. What is the spiritual world like? Tune in wherever you get your podcasts.